Today we are covering maybe quite possibly the most perfect action 90s movie, Con Air from 1997. As always, I'm joined by my homie, Doc. Welcome. Hello, what's going on? And Doc, is this, right off the bat, is this the perfect 90s action movie? <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go ahead. Yes. So this is, we, uh, you and I talked about the title of this podcast being the, the perfect, uh, so Con Air Coleman, the perfect 90s movie. But we had to adjust a little bit, all right, the perfect 90s action movie. Okay, so we, we we were very specific about that, but it is. It's got everything that you'd ever want. Um, the absurdity, the action, uh, the cast is full of... This is what I want to get into a lot of the cast is whether they're A-list, B-list, C-list, A-minus, B-plus, where the hell they are in their careers. Because almost arguably every actor in the movie is has either gone on to do something or was very relevant in the time. And it's yeah. a big task, being a plane full of cons. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's basically the, the plot. If you want to summarize that real quick, too, we could probably yeah. get into it. So I think, I mean, IMDB, we lean on this site a lot for all of our stuff. List says that the plot is newly paroled ex-con former U.S. Ranger Cameron Poe, Nick Cage, finds himself... Trapped in a prisoner transport plane when the passengers and convicts seize control. I mean, that's that's the movie right there in a nutshell. There, it's just so funny. Like, there's supposed to be a plot to the movie, but they just kind of like it's almost like they they deliver the plot at the beginning of him of how he got you know convicted or whatever. It's almost like a montage right at the beginning, and then they're just like, all right, like. Yeah, we got that plot shit out of the way. Now let's get to the to the killing people and blowing shit up and you know crazy plane rides. Now, like it's it's almost like the plot was an afterthought, and the 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 director Simon Simon West was just like, I know what you guys want to see. Let's let's worry about all the all the important stuff. Let's get it out of the way, or or all the plot stuff. Let's get it out of the way and let's get to the important stuff, which is just '90s action right now. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, you know there was some exec, some guy, uh, you know, who was just like, all right, we got all these cons, and we put them <laughs> on a plane. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, uh, Johnson, <laughs> you've got something there. Yes, yes, absolutely. And get this, on top of it, we put Nick Cage as a Southerner. Oh, yeah, yes, perfect. Right, he's perfect. a Southerner, first off, so he's going to have a, a real heavy accent, you know, ham that up. Uh, and we're going to put them all on the plane and we're going to put them in all these different crazy situations. It's like, yep, perfect movie. We don't, and then we'll fill in the plot later. Right, That's right. Why. We'll worry about all that shit later. But, so yeah, it's like at the beginning, Phil and I, I think we picked this movie because it's one that if you grew up watching, uh, movies on TV, you saw it on TBS or USA or something, it played, you know, you know, a, Five, ten times a month or something. They, they so. still do. I was looking up the schedule just in case, I, so I didn't have to rent it. I ended up doing it just because I wanted to see the non-cable version. But I was, it's, it was still playing on AMC every other day. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those movies because you, it, you know, the plot doesn't matter. You can pick up wherever, and it's still going to be entertaining. Um, and, and that's argue what. Uh, first off, so. Phil and I were kind of, when we approached this movie, we said, all right, we're going to think of why, because going into, we are, before we even watched the movie, 
we were both discussing characters and the why it was so good and why we're excited to watch it. Um, but we, our approach was, why is this the ideal or the premier action movie of the 90s? And because it, it's got, you can't pick it up anywhere because it's fun from beginning to yeah. start. You're always going to be diving into a scene that you, that you need to watch at least to the commercial break to or whenever. Um, like it's just it's just nonstop. I mean, it's in these '90s action movies. There's either something blowing up, or you're getting like a great one-liner or a laugh, like every 15 seconds. So it just sucks. It just sucks you right in. And so I'm, go ahead. Oh no! I'm, and I'm just saying. And on top of it, like you said, with the cast, it just has a little bit of something for everyone. Like if you like, you know, if you like, a, if you're a Cusack fan. So this movie, the the top three build. Uh, actors are Nicolas Cage, John Cusack, and John and John Malkovich, all of which who ha- kind of bring a different fan base with them to the movie. So, and they're all in the movie. Like every other minute, they're they're on screen. So, whatever you like, you're gonna have it within the first with whatever minute or whatever scene you're you're watching. Um, sure. That well, I, so the cast is a really important part. It's fun that you did a good job identifying the three main characters because those are the three main characters but there's so many recognizable names throughout it Danny Trejo, Steve Buscemi um, who else helped me here um, um, we have Vin Raines Vin um, Raines of course yeah. Dave, uh, Dave Chappelle's in this one Dave Chappelle yeah Dave Chappelle is pinball which that's that's another alright so the cast is great uh, and it's, it's, it's diverse like you said and broad in a way um, uh, hitting on multiple quadrants, if you'll if you'll refer to our earlier yeah. No, but, to, uh, but to, uh, before you say, like, there's other guys in the cast too who, like, I don't even have their names in front of me, but they're just like really great. Like, all the extras are really great con men. They're like these big guys who you, who you really do believe are like, you know, really bad guys, but they, they've been pumping iron in the in in prison well, for they, like twenty they, years. Danny Trejo did spend a good bit of time in prison. Like he's I'll believe legit. it. Yeah, he looks crazy. He's legit. Um, but no, I mean, I love how like they also have multiple. It's almost like multiple casts. So uh, the the first load, there's a, a first set of uh, convicts that go on the plane, which is like John Malkovich, and this is where they get into the name. So another big part of this movie is now is the script and the name of everyone. So. Every single character has a nickname that is yeah. absurd. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, John Malkovich is Cyrus the Virus. Uh-huh. And, you know, actually, Cameron Poe is the only one who doesn't, Nick Cage's character is the only one who doesn't have right. a nickname. Right, which should have been a red flag for all the other convicts right off the bat, but no. He's just Poe. He's just Poe. Yeah. Uh, uh, who was it? Vin, Vin Rames was, his real name was like Nathan Jones or something like that. Uh, and and he's he's uh, nicknamed Diamond Dog, like Diamond Dog. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, that, Danny Trejo is Johnny Twenty Three. Uh, yeah, who else? Uh, 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 Dave Chappelle is Pinball. Pinball, right? Even like, I mean, they just had to give everyone a name. The guy who they ends up flying the plane is Swamp Thing for some reason, <laughs> like. Uh, uh, the, there's some random guy that Nick Cage ends up killing that's called Billy Bedlam. Uh, the, who, uh, even Nick Cage's buddy's name is Baby O. Like, who is essentially... Phil and I got, were getting Baby mixed o. up with... Uh, 
we, him and I were getting mixed up with uh, 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 Forrest uh, uh, Bubba, Bubba from Forrest Gump. Right. Actually, it's just like a really similar role in that, like he's uh, he gets he needs his insulin and then he gets shot. Like he essentially, Nick Cage is like it, it's he's his Bubba because he's he's the man falling behind. He's essentially the reason why Nick Cage, who has multiple reasons, his whole goal is it's his last day in imprisonment and he's getting out that day for yep. some reason he's on this plane they stick him yeah. on a plane of like the like every single serial killer like it's like, like I think they say it at the beginning it's like a who's who or an all-star cast of like right. the biggest criminals in the world but like ah, we'll so, just throw them all on the same plane what could go wrong like, it's very like not Ocean's Eleven but very like comic booky in the way that they introduce them like yeah. again with all these nicknames they like give them a stat like give, they give their stats like who they've killed what they've done right and, like, when they're loading it's a classic it's it's almost like I, I, at some point I couldn't believe that Michael Bay didn't get a hold of this but it like at the beginning the director? it was it was Simon West so he, he had done other action movies. Uh, I don't have it here in front of me, but I think he did other stuff that you would just be like, okay, yeah, those are on brand for him. He's kind of like a poor man's um, uh, Michael Bay. Anyways, but to your point, when, whenever... Those were some pretty legit explosions. They were good. They were good. Uh, but definitely from that realm of, uh, or that type of style... But to your point, as they're getting on the plane, it's almost like WWE entrance music. Like they're going, yeah, each yeah, guy's yeah, coming yeah. in. They've got like almost like a runway of, of prison guards, like yeah. allowing them to come in and like have their moment, like getting on the plane. And then finally, after all these like hard asses come on, it's Nick Cage. And you can just see like he's getting on the plane and his, <laughs> and the wind's. <laughs> His the wind is blowing through his hair, and he's got he this looks like, like Mookie. He yeah. looks like Mookie when he's like out <laughs> in the field. He's like closing his eyes, looking, smelling the sunlight, just like sheer freedom. Like that's Nick Cage, like yeah. just care, carefree amongst all of these absolute criminals. I know his receding like long hair. Which, by the way, did you notice how fast his hair grew? Like right, at, like in that montage in the beginning, like. As soon as he was sentenced to prison, I swear his hair instantly grew like three inches. And then like every, in the montage, it just gets, keeps getting longer and longer and longer. Which begs the question for me, did he, did he use a wig for this? That is a good question. Or did they film uh, this backwards? Or did they like, did they like... It looks like, it looks like his crappy hair, honestly. It does. Like, I, I looked for this everywhere on the internet and I couldn't find the answer. There's a bunch of like, there's a ton of blog posts around it, but... None of it was definitive, but right, he, you, like you'd have to see him. Him being such, an, uh, he's an A-list celebrity at the time, and like he'd be out and about, and the people would see him. So they'd have to have had that long hair for a bit. Right. So my, my guess is that it's like a Frank in uh, Always Sunny, and that it's like kind of just like glued on, like, like extensions. Extended. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, but because at the so, beginning of the movie, he's his hair is like high and tight, like he's military. And right, right. then towards the end, I mean, it's it's just long. But they could have they could have also just done that part of the movie and then gone back and done the first part. So well, it was it was important to know that his his hands were considered a lethal weapon and that he was not considered uh, a civilian in the eyes of the law. Oh like God. he for sorry. So first off, he gets into jail. It's the most clear but, case of self-defense. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. 
But let's go over that whole first scene because I love that whole first scene. So oh my God, the, the, so the movie stupid. starts out and he's just like saluting. He's just like this, you know, typical sergeant, you know, great U.S. hero. He goes to like this like bayou bar in Alabama or something like that. And yeah. if there is such a thing. And he's... There is, trust me. And he goes, he goes up to his wife, who's, who's the barmaid at, the, at this like you know, just dive bar down in the docks. And um, it, it, instantly these two bar thugs just, you know, are, are battling or, or going at Nick Cage because so they... She, so, she's, so she works at the bar and they're regulars and that I've been waiting to get a piece of that for years. <laughs> and just like, all of a sudden Nick Cage comes in and he just gets all upset. Anyways, like, that all ends up with them, like... She she brings him back because yeah they, they go to the parking lot because they're on their way out it's she, pouring she's rain his, she's his hummingbird <laughs> and uh, and they go out to the parking lot these guys for some reason by the way they the bar is directly next to an oil mill yeah yep. so, or like a, a an oil rig so like there's fire in the background there's literally a tea pumping oil <laughs> yeah there's a like, piston I'm yeah not sure quite why. He would be there. like, anyways, these guys, three of them attack him with broken bottles. Yeah. He first off, he's an army ranger and he gets his ass kicked for the first like 15 seconds. Well, there's like, three, there's three the, guys, but all right. if, he, if he's considered a lethal weapon, three guys, like three drunken guys at a bar, come on, John Wick would never allow that. Uh, oh, three guys for John Wick. I mean, even could Bob do that Lee Swagger, week. Marky Mark from Shooter, Bob Lee Swagger would never no. allow that. Anyway. So, anyways, he, he gets assaulted by these guys. They have a switchblade. He defends himself and his wife, clearly, kills one of the guys, but somehow he gets seven to ten. Yeah. Because, because... Because his, his, his hands are graded, or, like, they're, they're considered registered as lethal weapons. So, like, does that mean he can't get on a plane, because, like, period, because he has lethal weapons for hands? So, yeah, right. Every time he has to go through... Uh, uh, the, the check for uh, TSA, they're just like, oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. sir. He's got to be no. handcuffed just as a civilian. One of my favorite parts of that scene, too, is like when he finally gives like that final like death blow to the guy who's, who's been giving him shit yeah. all night. He sends his nose through his brain. Yeah, he does like the, the the bottom of your wrist, like nose through the brain thing. And then the, then the bar guy who's working, <laughs> he's just been like wiping down the bar and like serving beers all night. He comes out out of nowhere and he goes, Oh my god, he's dead. <laughs> this guy's dead. Like, how do you know? Like, it all happens within like five seconds. Like, where did that guy even come from? And for some reason, like, Nick Cage can't see at that point. Like, he's blinded by like blood and rain. Like, but like, I, you never see his eyes get hit or anything. No. Like, he's just like staring off in the door and saying, Humber, or like whatever her name is, just, just. Just doing his Trisha. way over the top. Yeah. So the acting in this whole movie is just, they take it to each actor, Malkovich, uh, um, Nick Cage, and... Um, Cusack. Uh, yeah, John Cusack. Cusack. They each take their own brand of acting to the highest level, almost as if they're competing with each other. Yeah, it is. It does feel like a competition. Like, they've all got their certain sections, and they're all just trying to outdo each other by going way over the top. I mean, I think Malkovich probably takes the cake by just being way, way, way over the top, but... Uh, yeah, he, so his, he just... His, 
ability ability to aliquate and articulate everything yeah. he's just saying. Like he's this like he gets multiple PhDs once he's in prison. Like he's this doc. Anyways, he's this psycho doctor who like is the mastermind behind everything. Mm-hmm. He, he, right, and, he's both uh, a genius and then he was uh, considered chronically insane or something like that, all in one. Like right. he's just like the perf- the perfect weapon of smarts and craziness, almost like a Joker character. You know, yeah, like that's a good that's a good comparison actually because he's also crazy and does the smiling stuff. That's a, that's actually a really good comparison. Um, but the, uh, the the script, so the way that everyone communicates, I started to take notes on, so Phil and I like certain lines, and one of the things that makes this one of the best 90s films is that the entire script is quotes. So yeah. much like, so uh, something from the 90s and something you'll see uh, that's being acknowledged in my generation years, like we, we, we use movie quotes a lot, mm-hmm. like we use it in our relevant life, <clears throat> and stuff is quotable, so that was, that was a real big part of the nineties essentially. Uh, and the whole script is just quotes. It's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's no one communicates <laughs> with in normal sentences, but, you know, the, the entire, the entire movie is full of right. It, they're all giving like at the end of scenes, they're all giving like walk off lines every single time, but then they have to like go and do something after that. But it's just for the movie. They get like that final last quib in, but yet, okay, now we've, like, you just don't think that they've got to, okay, now we're still on the plane together. Like, we're not, you just said, like, a send-off line. Like, I can't remember exactly one right off the top of my head. So, but, like, one right off the top, so, what, uh, so, not only is the script great that it's quotable, but the action and the absurdity of the the, the line of action. So, the, in, the scene I'm going to set up, he, they're running away from the military from this airfield and they have the the asshole DEA agent's car somehow cabled to the back of the plane. So there's a car, a Porsche, flying behind the plane and Nick Cage goes, on any other day, that seems strange. Just like, like, and there, so when my first one of my notes was the reaction, that all, everyone's reaction to the absurd is just so, like, common. Like, so like when the, the, they're taking over the plane and there's like guards being murdered. Nick Cage is just like kind of like shaking his head. Yeah. And like Baby O is just like, my insulin! My insulin! Like everyone's dying. And like, by the way, people are shooting guns on planes. Yeah, like, right. The plane, if, the- if it just punctures one wall, they're all screwed. Like. So Cyrus, Cyrus gets a hold of a gun. First off, the pilots panic. <laughs> the only gun on the plane, they basically just hand over to the cons by just going out gun first yeah looking like anything going out of the cockpit <laughs> and they so they get hold of the plane and uh of course Cyrus is like you're on that's where they say I'm your captain now welcome to Con Air yeah like, exactly they have to get the know. movie anytime you're watching a movie and they say like the movie title right off the bat like you know you're in for like this you just need to turn your mind off and just Except for what's coming, because but while this is happening, Nick Cage is just like, oh, here we go. You know what I mean? He's just like, <laughs> right. really like, oh shit, like oh, I gotta get out of here. But so this leads him. To, he has multiple opportunities to get off of the plane and just go to his daughter and just have nothing to do with it. But because he's such a stand-up guy, yeah. he can't leave. 
his buddy who he needs his insulin and the guard, the female guard who is who's Danny um, Trejo's got his eye on. Exactly. Yeah. So he's such a stand-up guy, he can't leave it. And this is a theme throughout the movie. Maybe has five opportunities where he could just oh, absolutely yeah. hang out behind and um, to the point where at the end where they land, they have to land on the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, let's let's hold off on that. Let's get into that because I that's that's a scene I just want to go completely through and kind of use that towards the end. But that scene is one thing. The reactions to the absurd, like the Garland Green, the Steve Buscemi character is sitting there as bullets are flying past him from the (laughs) like. It's just absolutely ridiculous. The, the, the only ones who are panicking are the guards who are supposed to, like, being in control of the plane. They're oh in the sheer panic, and everyone else is just like, yeah, like, this is normal. Like, no so, problem. Like, it looked like it was the first day of all of those guards. Like, the way they're in a military that comes into the airfield, uh, Lerner Airfield or whatever, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, so somehow John Cusack, who is just the head of the security, like prison security. Yeah, I think he's like the director of the prison guards or something like that. But somehow he is like more savvy than the military. The military go, walks down like literally the worst place they could be. <laughs> like they walk down this this boneyard of of uh, like planes and trucks and stuff. And they just, Which, by the way, when they show up, is all smoking and stacked like perfectly. Like you, you feel like you're on a movie set. Like this isn't like a junkyard. Like it looks like a like a, a Call of Duty or like a video game like map. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah, yeah. This is supposed like to be where, something where remote in the middle of nowhere, right? But but anyway, so all the military guys are literally they're like shoulder to shoulder, looking really nervous, like. Guns up, like shaking almost, <laughs> and like it's like what, what branch of military? Is this? They got in like the reserves, the guys who were just like in Vegas. They're just like never thought they'd ever have to. <laughs> they'd ever have to come in. Anyways, they get lit up, but John Cusack somehow comes in to save the day, and Cusack must get blown up and. So, shot back maybe another ten times. So, so this is this is. I'm glad you brought it to this point because this is my favorite scene of the entire movie. So let me just run run you through it from top to bottom. Um, so as this is after the convicts make it to their destination point, what's supposed to happen is there's supposed to be other people waiting for them in another plane that they can take off and go wherever they need to go. Su- supplied by the one of the guy, one of the uh, Mexican drug cartel guys. Santino. Yes. Santino, right. <laughs> and, anyways, so what's happening is is the Mexican drug cartel are just looking after their own, and they're going to screw everyone else. John Cusack's onto this whole thing. Somehow his character gets he gets in a car and goes a hundred miles and, and does it in like forty like thirty minutes or whatever. He he just flies down there. Um, so, anyways, the agent's car, the Porsche that says his license plate is ass kicker. Ass kicker, right? Which, by the way, I will get into him because he's one of my favorite characters in the movie. So, anyways, the Mexican cartel are about to screw the other convicts, turn the jet engine on. John Cusack is—it's right in his face, like a jet engine bolster, 
and he gets blown back, and then you see him get up, and he has like the Looney Tunes like black char mark on it, and he's fine. <laughs> yeah, like, like he, he just took he runs, he runs away. He just took jet engine fuel and flames right in his face, right. and he's just got like the old I mean, classic. Not to not to poke holes, but no burnt, no singed hair. Like, yeah, nothing. Like, just just a little black soot mark on his on his uh, on his white collared shirt. Um, then then. Nick Cage also this this plane crashes into uh, a gas station where Nick Cage is just I don't know what he's doing in there, but Nick Cage survives that. A plane just he's, ro- looking, he's looking for a needle for baby. Yeah. That's what it is, and he just ran over the, this gas station. Gas flying everywhere. So Cyrus comes over. John Malkovich's character comes over, realizes that there's gas everywhere. This is such a classic like. Part of a movie. There's gas. There's a guy sitting on it. He just screwed everyone. Cyrus takes the the guy's cigarette next to him. The guy's pleading for his life. He goes, uh, and 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 what's his name? John Malkovich goes, "Hey, look like looks like you lost your connection, <laughs> or this looks like you missed your connection." The guy goes, or uh, Santino goes, "Sigh," and then Malkovich goes, "Sirenara." Drops. <laughs> no, no. no, he just goes. That Santino goes sigh, and as Kisat or uh, Malkovich flicks the cigarette, he goes Renara. Sorry, not. <laughs> so it's the classic, like it's the classic gasoline into explosion scene. And like, but and you see the rest of like the inmates are even disturbed by that, even though they just like they're about to destroy like. They're all monsters, and but like burning someone alive, like for some reason. Yeah, no, Di- no problem. Diamond Dog is just like whoa, like it's just it's just really that whole that whole scene. How many explosions happen where? So that that's another great theme throughout the movie, and what makes it a great '90s action movie is how many times there's someone running away and diving from an explosion. Right. It makes absolute no sense. In, in, in 90s rules, if the fire doesn't technically touch you, an explosion can't hurt you at all. So, like, Nick Cage right. is right in the middle of that that explosion. He dives through, like, a, a window in a door. Yeah. And, and the fire, like, he dives underneath a, a car that's, like, 10 it's feet... As if, like, the, it's as if, like, the shockwave pushes his body, but the fire doesn't get Right, him. but he, like, ducks barely the fire, so that means he's okay. Well, he's safety! <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. Uh, and yeah, and then they just get into the next scene. It's just, it's such a classic, like, I don't know how many movies have actually done this, but it just seems like every 90s movie had the point where you're standing at the, at the top of a trail of a gasoline mark, flick the cigarette, and then just say a witty one-liner and then blow it up. Like, you and, you and me, like, whenever we would light our Christmas trees on fire during Easter, we'd always come up with some line and then, then try to, like... Remember, you remember doing this yeah, like in the course, cul-de-sac. Of we literally, we, so you take the, the old Christmas tree to the center <laughs> of the cul-de-sac. We thought we were so, light a little gasoline at the base and put like a line of it. Right, right. Like, it's like, Christmas is over. Right? <laughs> it's like, Merry Christmas. Right. <laughs> you filthy it's, animal. It's no longer like Jesus' birthday anymore. And then you throw. <laughs> uh, so I just love so that. So also at that, uh, that airfield that so... There's that one guy who's under the truck who Nick Cage, after he gets blown up, runs into. But then there's a trailer park on the side for some reason where there's this right. little girl playing. Like, it makes no like, sense. So Steve Buscemi, Garland Green, his character, goes over and he's a psycho and starts like playing Barbies with this girl. Like that's they they just so they use their they actually use their cast pretty well. 
Like with Dave Chappelle, he has a short-lived role uh, as pinball in like the first. Like he gets killed off, gets caught up in the the landing gear. Anyways, he, he has a short role, but he has his. It's effective. Like he mm-hmm. he puts his his own spit like his own style of comedy. Like hey, Chief How Chief? Like it's yeah. like. He's talking to the girl, and he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm from the erection. I mean, correction facility." <laughs> yeah, right. It is. So, anyways, it's, it's just a, funny it's a showcase. So yeah. So they use Steve Buscemi really creepy in that scene, um, but yeah, it's just another like kind of point. Like, why did they do that? But it, it's just to use their cast. They do. They like all these guys. I wouldn't say all these actors. Well, maybe maybe they all are typecasted, and they're doing what they do best in this movie. John Malkovich so is the eccentric. It, yeah, Steve Buscemi is like the creepy, weird-looking guy who, you know, could could kill you and he could hug you. You don't know, but he's just got those weird teeth and eyes. John Malkovich is the eccentric. John Cusack is kind of like the straight and narrow, do everything by the book, right guy. But he's also so sarcastic. Cusack, right, the whole, is so sarcastic. One one liners throughout the whole movie, and then Nick Cage is just like the the alpha man hero. And I mean, even like the side guys, like that cop. So I, this is the cop I wanted to get into. Nick Cage is the, the head of the DEA, the curly head, red faced cop. I think his name is like Colm Meany, his actor. Yeah, it's just an absolutely great, it's a great character. He just plays the angry, drunken cop so well. And he is mad from, from kickoff to the finish. Or maybe at the end, him and Nick Cage shake hands. But from the beginning to the end, he's just wrong about everything, stuck in his ways. And just furious the entire time. <laughs> it's like so his head's going to pop off. Yeah. He just, and he hates Cusack, like with a passion for right. Right, right off the bat, he, he pulls up in his, his Porsche, the ass kicker Porsche, and he yeah. goes, he meets him and he goes, ah. And he goes, oh, this is John Cusack's character, uh, Larkin. And this is Agent Larkin or whatever. And he just whips away in his car, just like from the start. Whip, whips away in his car and then goes, parks at a handicapped spot. And a handicapped spot, yes. <laughs> Just in case, just in case we weren't clear, this guy is an ass. That's the director saying. Just yeah, in case yeah, we well, aren't, weren't clear, he sucks. Just so you know it, like because yeah, there's well, nothing lower than no, parking in a handicapped spot. His name in the movie is Duncan Malloy. Yeah, perfect cop name. Great cop name. Yeah, uh, the, the names in this movie couldn't be couldn't be better. I mean, like Vince Larkin is also so we didn't have, I haven't got through all their names, but Vince Larkin is um, John Cusack. John Cusack's character. Uh, but yeah, the, the names are so good. But Duncan Malloy, he's like, he, he talks about his car. He goes, beautiful sunset. He goes, beautiful. This sunset's a beautiful. Newborn babies are beautiful. This car is fucking spectacular. Like, he's just like, <laughs> he's just even angry about his car. Like, he's just like, not even like happy about like a compliment. He's just angry. Yeah. The <laughs> well, his car gets his, gets its comeuppance anyways. You know, when it's dragged behind the, the tanker, when it takes off yeah. again. Um, so, um, one thing, let's, let's get into, all right, we're about the 30 minute mark. Let's get into the scene where he, where they, the, they take off in a tanker for the second time or from, sorry, for the third time. Somehow they, they put ropes around, they, they, the, the plane is in sand, dug into sand. And somehow these, these inmates can pull it out with just their bare hand. Like it's. Kind of ridiculous, but, right? Uh, right. They're they're they just lifted the tanker and repositioned it by themselves. There's maybe 20 guys. Like, come on, like that's. And this is another time where Cameron Poe, Nick Cage, has an opportunity to just he runs into yeah. 
to Larkin. Like, he has an opportunity to just leave and see his wife, like, get out of it. He's like, never leave man behind. Like, just... I only trust two men, and you ain't one of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a great line. Uh, so, anyways, he gets back on and some, tries to screw tries to screw the plane by attaching a uh, attaching a big rope to yeah. a cement pole. Anyways, there's this rope hanging on. It ends up catching the ass kicker porch and like it's dragging it behind. That's when the line comes. On any other day, that seems strange. Yeah, and just like just so just so comfortable right. with it, and and then and then they're off, and so from that scene, Doug, to the time they get to Vegas, so it's day when they when they take off, it's daylight. They're going into somehow they're going towards Vegas. They get there in less than ten minutes, and as soon as they they take off, it's day. As soon as you see the Vegas, no, 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 no. on their way to Vegas, they also get attacked by the helicopter. Right, so. right. They're getting shot by. But during that scene, that's maybe a three minute scene. It goes from day to night in Correct. three minutes. And you're not supposed to notice it, but somehow they needed to let Vegas light up. So they're like, okay, we're just going to make it night now all of a sudden and, yes. hope, yes. and, hope, and hope you guys don't don't realize that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And then first, all right. So if you've ever been to Vegas, you know how broad and wide the desert is outside of it. Like, So approaching it, <clears throat> the fact that they have to land on the strip is absolutely absurd. Like, You have to go through... We have to go over so many highways and so many like like residential areas. So, like there's so many other options, desert areas, like long you know what I mean? Yeah. But the strip Again. was the only place that the strip is where I land. Swamp thing. Swamp thing is another great character. He's just got yeah. the handlebar mustache and he's he's just a dumb guy who knows how to do one two things kill people and fly planes and luckily he needs to do both on this so. yeah he must have been like an ex like military that you know was in like <laughs> Nam or something like that but like he yeah he like why he was <clears throat> why he was on the plane and able to fly it is, is is convenient you know yeah um so with that Vegas scene I mean Right off the bat, you just know they're going to be crashing into all these signs. It's perfect because anytime you hit a sign, it's an excuse for the director to just be like, okay, cue the, cue the pyrotechnics for the sparks and yeah. flames and everything like that. It's, it's those almost like large sparkler sparks that always go off anytime you hit something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just sparks that don't exist outside of... Um, Unless like a, a transformer is exploding, like that doesn't ex- like, <laughs> that doesn't exist outside of pyrotechnics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, then, and so the plane needs to come down because even when it took off, the, I think the right wing was just busted, anyways. And they've been they've been also taking on Apache helicopter gunshots for seemingly the last ten minutes. And yeah, that that plane can take uh, a fair amount of gunshots, supposedly inside and out. Right. And it, there's one point I forgot to mention where Malkovich has got a hold of the plane instead, and there's an alarm going off, and instead of uh, just turning off the alarm, he shoots the alarm. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds that. It's just like what? Like, <laughs> anyways, yeah. The, the the thing takes a lot of bullets. Coming into Vegas, hits the side with the Hard Rock Cafe. I had to, yep. Side. Just uh, knocking down, <laughs> knocking down every single, you know trademark or every single landmark in Vegas before it finally slides for seemingly a mile into the Sands Casino. Right. Um, and we're, we're then everything is just, at that point, like 
that whole scene, you're very well aware that we're watching a movie. It doesn't look that realistic when they're doing it. It's almost like they like the the plane is on a slide and like you you can see everything but the tracks. If you've been to like Universal Studios, it felt like one of those yeah. rides. You know what I mean? Very like very well aware we're watching a movie right now. Yeah. It, so anyways, I think that this is the point where there's explosions, but money starts falling out. Of no, the so that, that's after. So they they land and they think everything's okay, and then like they do like their fight. If you're watching this movie for the first time, you're thinking, okay, this movie's over here. Um, ba- <laughs> ba- baby, baby O is being carted off. Baby O had a terrible day, by the way, <laughs> a really bad day. In, in the middle of all this, they uh, Malkovich Cyrus the Virus figures out that Poe is somehow getting out that day and so they turn on him because he's the inside guy right. who's trying to which, ruin their plan which should have so, been obvious to them the entire time if John Malkovich yeah. is this genius he should have, there's so many times where he could have exposed Poe but yeah it, but anyways they uh exactly but somehow they they shoot baby instead of shooting Poe and uh, they shoot Baby O in the stomach, which yeah. is again, you know, totally like a bubba move, you know. Yeah, loyal, loyal to till death. If he has to give his life just to just so Nick Cage can get an extra half a mile, he'll do it. Um, so then, you know, so it's kind of it feels like it's wrapping up. We don't quite see Nick Cage's wife yet, but so the, you, do, you see her get you, her and the daughter are getting out of the car, and he's getting off the plane, so he has an opportunity again. That's right. To just, that's right. Because I, I noticed at this point, I was like, he's had so many opportunities to just go see. Yeah, his, just run away. Just run away. So he, he, he finally he saves the female cop from Danny Trejo before the plane crashes. So the female cop, of course, can't resist herself, has to come up and give Nick Cage a kiss on the cheek. Sure. Well, as, as Danny Trejo was cuffed, to his hands were cuffed up top, and then in the crash, his body was removed from his arms. But still, so yet still standing. Yeah, still standing, <laughs> but his arms his arms were cuffed, but his body he lost his arms, but he was still standing up. Yeah. The, the plane <laughs> crash, a massive plane crash, didn't knock him over, but he still was on a, dead on so his like feet. The kind of hot guard bishop comes up, gives him a smooch. Yeah, like, turns, turns like, away, and then turns does the classic turn back and goes, and Poe, next time, take the bus. <laughs> like... So, you, like, the one-liner, like... The bus. <laughs> she just... She just couldn't, like... Oh, that was so good. Absolutely. She couldn't walk away. She had to do, like, the final one-liner, like... By the way, she was so far away with all this, like, crashing and casinos and stuff like that. Like, there's no way she would have been able to softly say that. But, you know, she needed to get that one last one-liner. It's like, it's like South Park... It's like a South Park thing that make fun. It's like, a doctor, thanks. Oh. Like, oh, and son... Good luck. Godspeed. <laughs> oh. And Doc. Thanks. Thanks. It was. That's exactly what it reminded me of when I was watching it. A great part of that crash too, just before we move on to the just before we move on to the next scene, a great part of that crash, when the when it was a classic, when the plane crashes into the casino, it hits a slot machine that immediately pays out the pit the <laughs> It yeah, usually pays out the jackpot. Seven, seven, seven. Ding, 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 ding. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so anyways, but the movie isn't over then. That's not when the money starts falling. Right, the movie isn't over then. The movie then, once you think it kind of is over, 
Then all of a sudden you cut to the bottom of the plane and you see John Malkovich's bald head stick out of it. And you realize, okay, he's still alive. We still need to deal with this creep. Somehow Swamp, Swamp is still alive too. So they both get on a fire truck and start weaving through a Vegas tunnel, which I'm not even sure if there exists a tunnel in Vegas, but they find one on this fire truck, which is like a closed road. And Nick Cage and John Cusack hop on police um, cruise or police uh, motorcycles and go after them. Um, eventually ending in one of the best deaths of in, in cinematography history, John, um, with Cyrus the Virus, the way that, that Nick Cage finally finally does him. So not only does so when they're on the fire truck, Nick Cage puts a fire poker through John Malkovich's leg. That, which doesn't knock him off the off the uh, fire truck you're, you're, somehow. You're selling, the, you're selling this short, dog. First off, Nick Cage uh, Nick Cage has the opportunity to go see his wife. Says no for he goes Cyrus. He sees him running away. He goes Cyrus. For yeah. some reason, he's compelled to because Cyrus said he's going to kill his daughter. The Casey, the the last thing she'll smell is my stinking breath. <laughs> like you know, like and so for some reason he has to go after Cyrus after all this. So him and Cusack get on the motorcycles, look at each other, and just go for it. So right. all, all the other cops, again, are... Yeah, right, right. He's been, he's been shot and kicked Nick Cage. Poe has been shot in the arm. Oh, he didn't even flinch. Arm. He didn't even flinch when he got shot in the arm. He didn't, but he's been shot in the arm. And that's when he approaches the the fire truck, which he hops onto with one arm. Right. So that you're... you're that's the, he's doing all the things you just said, but with hanging right, on the, hanging on the fire. Right. So stabs, yeah. stabs, uh, Malkovich. Is he hanging on by the arm that he got shot into? Cause I mean, no, 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 no. It's obviously the opposite. Okay. But he does use the arm. He gets shot in a, a couple of times. Oh, definitely. Like, um, yeah. just a minor flesh wound. It was just a bullet that just went right through your arm. Um, you're right. He didn't flinch. He didn't flinch. He didn't right flinch. Um, so yeah, so, so right through the leg of Malkovich, the, the fire poker, then, um, as the, as the, the ladder somehow goes up and then Malkovich is sitting on the ladder and goes right through like a Vegas walkway, like an overhang, like that, that would have just crushed every bone in his body. But if that wasn't enough, he gets flung onto some electrical <laughs> <laughs> no, he gets electrocuted to death. There's a conveyor belt so in the middle of Vegas. There's an, <laughs> there's an industrial oil rig or something. Yeah. Like crushing metal, hot steel metal into into but, small things in the middle of Vegas. So he gets electrocuted, then rolls into his head is just. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. He goes not only through the overhang, but through a transformer. <laughs> It was something like it's always sunny, like <laughs> onto a conveyor belt, like, right? It's, Which pushes them into the final. Finally, uh, there's a there's a piston. There's like an oil rig piston. Austin, it's strict. It's like from Austin Powers, like like you'll surely die now, Mister Powers. And she just keeps taking shit, and like uh, falling out a window, like he moves her face into it, like that's straight Austin Powers. Should have been dead sixteen times, and then finally. It's like the one scene where he has like the bulging eyeballs, which it's the one time he probably could have gotten out of the way too. But this thing, this big metal piston just comes and just crushes his head completely, just yeah. flattens. You're like, okay. And you know just by the music that, okay, now he's dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Movie's still not over though. Movie's like, still not over. Oh my God. 
So at this point now, Cyrus is dead, and uh, now they, they work their way back to the, the crash scene where he finally is ready to meet his wife and give his daughter the, 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 uh, the bunny rabbit that he has been held hostage multiple times in the movie. Uh, the, the, for some reason, the bunny rabbit, which Cameron Poe would like to give to his daughter, on that the day he meets her, which is her birthday. Anyways, it gets threatened multiple times with like a gun being tossed out of the plane. Right. He goes, "Put down, put the bunny rabbit down." Like, or and like Cyrus even like, "Why'd you have to touch the bunny?" He goes, "Take one step, and the bunny gets it." Like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Anyways, so Cameron is about to give his daughter the. The, the bunny rabbit and why is there money falling out of the sky? I don't know. Because I think when they crashed into the overhang, that I, I have no idea. That was part of a casino, and then <laughs> money's just flying up in the air, and then like all these like little extras are just going around grabbing it. Like it's yeah. it's just for the it's just to sensationalize the craziness of that final scene. But and they're in Vegas, but it was just one more thing to add. Like it, like you said at the beginning of the there's podcast, no, like there's someone in a room. And like little anchovies picking up money, but right. yeah, there's there's no explanation to why. I'm sure maybe there's like a tiny cutscene where like something blew up and then like, but literally money is falling from the sky. Right. Vegas is sparking and blown up. Um, and then he finally, know. then he finally then allows himself to go over to his wife and kid and yes. end the movie. By the way, he does hug her. That Leanne Rhymes song, How Do I? That that song is playing in the background like it did at the beginning. And, and he just, he hugs his wife with his, like, with his dirty, bloody arm that he just got shot in. And, like, the daughter's just supposed to accept that, okay, this is my dad now. Like, okay, n- nothing nothing going wrong here. She does kind of give him, like, a little puzzled look, but that's all it takes, and then she's instantly in love with her dad, so. Who she's yeah, never met. I mean, I mean, it's... It, uh, they, they really... The, the, the plot isn't important. It's not like it's okay. It's a way. It's a way for them to say, okay, now the movie's over. Right. It's like they could have totally like they could have just stopped it when Cyrus gets killed. <laughs> they could have stopped it well time before that. And but um, you know they. But this was just an easy way to say, okay, we've rounded out the plot. He's home. He's a good guy. You know. Anyways, it's it's just the the whole thing is ridiculous. Um, one of my favorite scenes we didn't talk about is when they just toss Dave Chappelle's body out of the, the he writes a he writes a message to Agent Larkin on Dave Chappelle's shirt. I have just written down to yeah. And like he lands on these stuck up white people's car and just like <laughs> the cop the cop who calls him first off the cop the cop who calls him he goes, Agent Larkin? He goes, Yeah, he goes, I got I got a body here that fell out of the sky. He goes, yeah, and what do I, as if like he has no idea, like why, he's like, what does it have to do with me? He goes, your name's written all over. (laughs) (laughs) Who communicates like that? Like, that, the other part of when Dave Chappelle lands on that car, after he hits the car, five other cars come in and just smash it. Yeah, it's as if everyone ran the red light. Like, they came from every single direction. Every single side. Just, oh my god, a body hit that car. Let's go smash it with our car. Like a scene out of Blues Brothers. It was like, what the? Why would you hit a car that just happened? Like, why did that happen? But 
it just 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 to add to like the mayhem like they just had to stick that in there and yeah but like and why would john cusack be fielding a call from like a local cop like 500 miles away like how did you get this line like we've got a major catastrophe going on here but just some some sleepy cop can just give him a call whenever and at this point Doug, okay so this is gone this is a these are fugitives going across state lines hijacking a plane this is terrorism at this point oh yeah yeah and john cusack the head of prison security is the main guy him and the dea agent are in the, the helicopters for some reason in the front seat of the helicopters yeah. as if they know what they're doing <laughs> they're there. supposed to be there they would have called in like so many other different task forces. there would not be a seat on the plane the, 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 the you know atf like so many other not so many other bureaus would have been called agencies would have been called but cusack the head of prison security is it's his jurisdiction because yeah. it's a prison plane which is absolutely ridiculous uh, uh, so but, so I, I just that that's pretty much the end of the movie like we got to the vegas part i just want to i meant to do this off the top of the off the top of the call or the top of the uh podcast here um just a little bit of information around the movie if i could yeah um so the budget for this movie was 75 million dollars it made uh, 101 million dollars domestically 224 million dollars worldwide which is that's pretty i mean we're talking about a blockbuster here um it was filmed in utah los angeles los angeles and las vegas the reason they got to smash that sands um uh uh which we call it the casino. They really did demolish a casino, but that Sands Casino was going under that year. So just by oh, chance, really cool. they gave they gave Hollywood to the highest bidder. They're like, so they. I think they worked that into it because of the circumstances of the casino. Like they could have crashed anywhere, but they they just flew the the, the plane ten minutes to Vegas, even though that would probably take like. So you know, that's the beauty of this movie. Again, it has nothing to do with the plot. It's literally they had pieces to movies that they just patched together. Yeah. Like, okay, we got right. we got these action themes. We got the plane. All right, we got a plane with uh, Nick Cage on it and John Malkovich and all these crazy characters. We got the, the casino in Vegas. We got oh, it's like oh, I know this guy out in the middle of the desert who's got like this you know, junkyard. Junkyard. Yeah. Can blow up. Like, all right. Perfect. All right. Yeah. 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 Get it in. Right. Yep. And all right, so one one element uh, I meant to talk about was the lack of uh, sexuality in the film. Um, so a lot, most films, most action films have like some. There's a love element and stuff, but don't you agree? Most there's like an element of sexuality, and the only time they did was with. And as a kid, I thought it was a girl on the plane, the little prison, uh, the little the, the yeah. bitch essentially, yeah. Yeah. who uh, the the crossdresser who um, who who is like barely included in the movie they don't really show it uh, him or her him or her being well, they, they pick him up in Carson City when they stop the first time they, like he so gets anyways, on the plane like, they just but they do make like a real sexualized scene of, of uh, him or her running with a gun and the dress and stuff but that like that's really an element that they didn't touch on not that I'm saying no I but I mean there, there kind of is just, the, the female cop like that there's usually something they'll throw in you know what I mean? Just they, they kind of uh, tried with the female cop a little bit. Like they kind of tried to make a little bit of rapport with her, him and Nick Cage. Nick was always defend, you know, was always defending her from Danny Trejo. Like three times, she he he prevents her from, you know, getting attacked by Danny Trejo. 
Um, and and then there is the 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 story at the beginning with the wife and at the end. But it, I mean, it's just kind of but to your point, it's just a blip. It's not like the focus of a movie where a lot of these things are. You know, you're invested as much in the action as you are as the relationship between the head female and and head male characters. So I there's guess there's almost more there's almost more chemistry between uh, John Cusack and. Uh, Nicholas Cage's wife and the daughter and stuff like that. Um, sure. Yeah, just as much. Yeah, for sure. Um, but so, well, all right. One list. Uh, we don't. We commonly do lists or like questions. Um, and so, this cast being so broad and having so many names in it, um, if you could list from top to bottom, most a. All right. So we're using a a plus. Or A plus A, A minus, B plus, B, B minus, etc. List the actors who, so at, at the time, 1997, Nick Cage, would you say is an A? Oh, a, a plus, A plus. He, okay, he, so he's, then, he's the action, he is the, the action guy for, so to, to my point, during, between 1996 and 2000, he put out The Rock, Con Air, Face Off, Snake Eyes, Eight Millimeter, and Gone in Sixty Seconds—all within that's the same. That's all, nuts. And and he did two movies on top of that that weren't necessarily action movies: Cities of Angels, which is with him and Meg Ryan, and then a movie, and then a movie I'd never heard of, but it was Scorsese was the director for. It was called Bringing Out the Dead. Do you remember that never, movie at all? Never. It was heard a Nick it, Cage no. in a in a Scorsese film, and I'm like. Right in the middle of his prime, and I'd somehow never heard of this movie. So I've, n- I've never heard of that. It, Gone sixty seconds is one of my favorites as a kid. That's another like all star cast movie. Um, but I mean, so how much money he must have made a ridiculous amount of money, and then pissed it all away. Oh yeah, but oh, yeah. bankrupt. So I think he was bankrupt by like the mid two thousands or something like that. Or when like, I. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, he just can't get enough work. I don't know if he has a bad bookie or what the deal is, but he's averaging three movies a year at you know pretty much his asking quote, which is at the time probably was right around fifteen million. Nowadays, it's probably a little bit less than that. But it's like, how is he burning through all this money, and how is he still keeping up the drive to to pump out three movies a year? Like that's is he, he's an enigma to me. It's it's what he does. Like we, we could do an entire podcast solely on Nick Cage. My dad, dad suggested that we we could do that. So that's a possibility in the future because yeah. his. I mean, so this is when he's relevant. Um, and I do want to get back to the other actors, but this is when he, he has his, his his prominent relevance in in movies when he was respected. Like he was doing, you know, movies that people were like, okay, Nick Cage isn't a joke, uh, but now he's an absolute joke and almost embraced it. Um, to keep his relevance, uh, much like you know, maybe Tom Cruise did it at, in *Tropic Thunder* yeah. that, with that cameo, uh, or not cameo, but anyway, but to keep his relevance, he's changed up his approach because he did movies like *Wicker Man*, which were absolutely uh, shameful. Yeah. And um, but but anyways, um, so at the time he was all right, eight plus. What about Malkovich? Where was he? A definitely a. Okay. What about Vin Rames? I would say Vin was probably close to the peak of his powers, but he never achieved A status. I would say he was probably B at that time. B? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what about Danny Trejo? Danny Trejo has just been like a solid C his entire career, 
I feel like. I, I disagree with that. Uh, why, why, why is he a C? Is he a bad actor? Is he a... He's is just, he irrelevant? Like, other than the machete, that? other than the machete movies, he's never been the main character. He's always had like a a, a minor role. So Tortuga and uh, uh, in Breaking Bad. Yeah, he's he's just been played like, and even that he was almost like a cameo in Breaking Bad because he's only yeah. in an episode or two. Like he's yeah. just he's just always a minor role or a cameo. Like that's how I'd he's, agree. That, I'd agree that's a cameo. He is actually. So we, we had a cameo podcast, but we didn't really mention him. He's kind of a cameo actor. That's a good. That's kind of a good point. I would almost give him a D if it weren't for his legendary status. Like it's almost become. He's been doing this now for forty years, so it's he's solidified as you know the the minor role or the Mexican thug that you bring in, like to the point where he like whatever his character's name is, you don't know what his character's name is. It's Danny Trejo. We're bringing him in. And they call Absolutely. they call him Johnny Twenty Three in this, but they might as well so just be calling him Danny Trejo. Bringing his specific brand to yes, the movie, so exactly. That's another, you know, his, his that big tattoo he has on his chest. He has it in every movie. Like that's him. Right. Like, that's his. That's his ink. And like he, anyways, he 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 again was incarcerated before. So I I he I don't know the 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 whole rape thing that Johnny Twenty Three is. I, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't. Uh, and now he's actually put out a documentary about um, uh, um, uh, incarcerated people uh, being what, what do you call it when they constantly going back to prison? I'm sorry, I can't think of the word. Oh, um, uh, recidivists. Recidivists. Repeat um, offenders, or yeah, something. Right. So, anyways, so but he's he's anyways. He, you're right. He's gained this the status, but he's believable in the movie. Uh, anyway, so you gave him a C. I give him. I give him a B because of his cultural relevance. Um, okay. And he could. All right. So we're talking about you could show up to any party. You think Danny Trejo is going to be denied at the door at any party? No, no, no C-list actor would. I mean, Dean. Rames. Ben Rames might be said, "Hey, man, why don't you go?" No to one's turning Vin Rames down. He shows up. No, nah. he shows up with like a red lollipop and the, his bald head, and he just that deep what voice. Everyone words? knows who Vin Rames is. And, I, and, and you're asking me at the time too. Vin Rames has has dabbled between B to D, but at the time he was a B-list celebrity for sure. Sure, but he's kept his relevance with the Mission Impossible movies too, to his credit. Um, but at, all right, so at the time, Dave Chappelle, no name. This was this might have been his one of his debuts, right? Like, or this he was, was he was in pre, he was in Men in Tights, right? This is pre Half Baked. Um, he was in a movie. He got mail with Tom Cruise, or not Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks. Actually, he's not like Tom Hanks's buddy. Uh, he he now he'd been in a couple of movies. He was in Blue Streak. Uh, he was in Nutty Professor. Okay, so I would say today he he is an A list celebrity today. Back then, Absolutely. back then pre Half Baked D. He's a D list. I mean, they weren't afraid to kill him off less than halfway through the movie. Like I would say D at the time. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue it at the time. I mean, we weren't really aware as pe- as kids growing up. We weren't aware until half day who Dave Chappelle really was. Right. He was also an undercover brother, um, which you know he, he had some like you recognized his face, like he had you know his voice is recognizable. But, but he you know talked about transcending uh, grades. You know, he's an a yeah. celebrity now. Um, so all right, another another. Uh, another um, one is Steve Buscemi at the time. 
See. Steve Buscemi at the time, yeah. a C-list celebrity. He did. He's done like tons of Quentin movies, and he's done like he hadn't. Like, he didn't, Oregon, he, yeah, yeah, but he hadn't quite. Go, he hadn't been washed out by the Adam Sandler machine yet. Like he was. He's just always kind of like the creepy guy. Like so, what he had done Reservoir Dogs. Okay, all right. Bart Fargo. Was he? Was he in Armageddon too? Yes. Had that already come out? All right, so I'll I'll bump him up to it. No, it hadn't come out. It came out in '98, but he he was in Fargo before that, which was I mean legendary. All right, B B B B plus then. B. Thank you. Okay. Okay. I agree. Uh, and then I guess those are really the only relevant actors to to ask about. I don't think um, we did. Did we do Cusack? Cusack. Yeah. Go ahead. What's what his at the time? Hey, he was in it. I agree. What about now? Oh, now? B. He's a B now. He couldn't even get recast in the Hot Tub Time Machine. Like, <laughs> that's pretty brutal. I'd um, say, but every everyone still knows him. Like, every generation still knows him. And he can still be the lead man in, in albeit a crappy movie, he can still carry a movie. So I'd give yeah. him a B at the beginning. So I, I think those are really all the relevant actors, like, in terms of the names. Like, we've seen... A lot, a lot of those other actors in stuff like you, like the cop, the your favorite angry Irish. You his head put... is gonna burst. Bef- his head is gonna burst before his heart bursts. <laughs> <laughs> like he's been in stuff, but like he, we don't even know his name. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't even give him a have a grade Col- for it. Colm Meany. Colm Meany is his name. I mean, maybe maybe he'd be allowed into a party or two just by out of respect, but I don't know. Right. He could so, sh- he could show up in like with his arm his sleeves rolled up and like a badge and I'd believe that he's a, he's a detective like that's just, yeah. he's just born to play that role. Yeah. So uh, last question uh, to wrap up the podcast maybe is this the best or is this the perfect '90s action movie? <sighs> I would say up until this point, I'd still give it to The Rock. And- uh, I'm glad, I'm, dog, I'm, I'm glad you said it because I was thinking that in my head. I'd still give it to The Rock mainly because of just I, I don't know. I just think feel like The Rock was just done better. Like The Rock destroys San Francisco, the you know Alcatraz. It's, it's just a little bit more recognizable than like the Las Vegas Strip. And I feel like there's a few more A-list celebrities in The Rock and just higher explosions. Like so, I think I'm gonna give the title. I'm gonna keep it with The Rock. But it's a very, very similar movie. It's right if it's one if it if The Rock is one, this is one A. It's right behind it. But it, yeah, that, it is really on on paper and watching it, I was laughing. I was loving the movie the entire time. So it's it's definitely in the top five for for the, that category. Would you yeah, you, you, you mean, would agree? Yeah. All right. And, and okay. One last question: <clears throat> Where does it rank in terms of Nick Cage movies for you? If we're ever going into Nick Cage status. Like there's there he's he he's him and Sam Jackson just have effing movies. But uh, so the only two other ones that I would put above it, I would say it's it's either two or three. The only two I would consider above it is Gone in sixty seconds and The Rock. Those are the only yeah. two I think I have above it. Um, so yeah, it's it's top three at least top three. I'd have to think about if it's better than Gone in sixty seconds or not. But it, all the same tricks are being pulled in Gone in sixty seconds. So. Uh, yeah, but yeah, top three for sure. Nice. Yeah, I, I I agree. That's probably for me. Nick Cage is it's top three. Yeah. 
Nice. So, all right. That, well, those are my questions I got for you. I mean, that that was a fun one, and that was like yeah, we went longer than we thought we would too. But you know what? I think I'm looking through my notes. I pretty much got everything I wanted to talk about. I mean, there was a little bit of mayhem on the set that yeah, not really worth talking about. I think we kind of mentioned all this stuff uh, as we went went along. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I just I hadn't seen this movie in five years. And I just forgot how much I liked it. And because, like you said, it's a cable movie, I didn't watch it from start to finish. Like, I would mm-hmm. just kind of catch my favorite scenes here and there. And you just pick up on so much stuff when you're actually, like, focusing on it. And it's, it is. It's it's close to, very, very, very close to just the perfect action 90s movie. Yeah, and that's that's honestly one of the, the, the one thing to say about us. Is one of the funnest parts about it is having taking notes and having like an objective for watching the movie because you do you pick out little things mm-hmm. and again you know it's encouraging more conversation in our lives and stuff dad and i talked about it before but you know it really is just kind of a fun way to watch a movie just to to analyze things like the fact that they're on an oil rig outside of the bar like it's just so it's so senseless and why i think this movie is so great is because it really didn't take itself too seriously no, not at all. and and as uh, uh, that's what i appreciate in 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 an action movie, so. All right. I guess this is a good place to stop, but. Yeah. And, and dog, before we do, have a nice day. <laughs> and dog, next oh. time, take the bus. Oh, and dog, Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> On any other day, that seems strange. <laughs> All right, homie. Well, uh, stay safe. Talk All right, man. Soon. You too. Peace. Well, baby, you would take away